Hello, hello to all of you beautiful beings of light, wherever and whenever you might be listening to this show across the entire globe. Today is Monday, April 1st, 2019, and I'm your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I'm a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, certified angel therapy practitioner, and much more. And you're now listening to International Angels Network. We are a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics. And we are a live call-in show, so give us a ring at 516-453-9162. That is 1-516-453-9162. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You will see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we're live on the air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or our guest today, and then you'll be in the queue. International Angels Network is now sponsored by Audible. You can get a free audiobook of your choice today by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash international angels with an S. Today we have a special guest with us all the way from Ontario, Canada, Sandra Cruz. Sandra is a life story transformation coach, Reiki master, teacher, and a holistic writer who has found her life's purpose in helping others transform and heal their emotional trauma, self-sabotaging behaviors, and limiting beliefs through holistic coaching sessions and spiritual practices. Welcome to the show, Sandra. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. So, um... We got a chance to just touch base briefly, and I sent you a picture of the crystal I found in my purse. Did you see it? Yes, I did. It's beautiful. So I was reading, I just want to tell everyone who's listening about um, a little synchronicity that happened. I was just reading her bio, and it said, Sandra's journey into spirituality began at the darkest time in her life. Sandra is a survivor of child molestation, sexual assault, and rape. After modern medicine failed to help her heal, she received support in the most unusual way. A friend of hers told her to get a quartz crystal already. And that moment not only um, marked the beginning of her healing journey, but was also her introduction to spirituality. So as I was reading that, I I had kind of ripped one of my nails. I was kind of feeling around in my purse for a um, nail file. And I felt this glass thing, what I thought was glass, and it was a little baby quartz crystal that someone must have snuck in my purse. I have no idea how it got in there. You know, it's like an inch long. And it has those side, um, those little striations that I was I was told that means it's a Lemurian crystal. So I thought that was so cool that I was just reading that, and I found that in my purse. Maybe the angels put it in there, or I was actually at an expo, the New Earth Expo in downtown LA yesterday, and my the booth I was at was right next to a crystal lady, so maybe she snuck one in my purse. I don't know. Or maybe the angels put it in there. Either way, it's pretty cool. So I'm so happy to have you here. And I have been running into many, many people with childhood trauma, sex, sexual molestation, rape, and the kind of issues that you've already navigated through successfully. And it's a very common problem to be stuck in this trauma loop where you're, you're stuck, what, um, how did you, so obviously the beginning of your story was you got a quartz crystal and that started your journey. What happened after that? Well, the quartz crystal helped me to start clearing out some of the self-sabotaging beliefs and the negative layers that have been accumulating over the years. 
Basically, what the quartz crystal does, it pulls out negative energy and guides positive energy in. That's why it's also called the master healer or the poor man's diamond. Because the monetary worth of the diamond is the energetic worth of the quartz crystal. So after I was working with the crystal for three months, I started to change. I was much happier, more outgoing, and I still had a long road ahead, but it was definitely a pretty amazing beginning. And after that, I was hooked. I just wanted to know more, and so this is definitely the beginning of my spiritual journey. That's so cool. But so when you got the crystal, did you, when you say you worked with it, what do you mean? You just held it or did you, how did you, what, it it just worked on you kind of unconsciously without you realizing it or it guided you to do the inner work or what? Well, when my friend told me to get a quartz crystal already, I had no idea what he was talking about. So Mm -hmm. he told me meditate with it, which also didn't tell Ah. me anything. So he said, well, take it to bed with you and hold it in your hand. Okay. And I said, okay, I can do that. You know, I have no idea what meditation is, but all right. So I did that, and at first I didn't notice anything. And I believe it was on the third night. I started to feel a little tingle, and as if there was energy like pulsing, like in circles in my hand where I held a crystal. And at some point mm-hmm. I could not tell anymore what was the crystal and what was my hand. It's like they were fusing together. Wow. And Cool. That was the moment when I started to feel energy tingling through my body. Of course, back then I had no idea what it was. Now I mm-hmm. do. So that's when I started to open up to the energy. And that was pretty cool. And he suggested so, doing it at uh, night. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. When Sorry. was that? Like, what year was that? Um. Oh, my God. That was 20 years ago, give or take. So that would be, like, that would be your spiritual awakening. Yes was the the crystal kind of awakened you. You're holding it on the third night, you started to feel it, and then you started to get guided to different teachers or books or what else happened to help you have your awakening? Well, I was, um, of course, interested in spirituality, but growing up in Germany back then, there weren't very many spiritual people because it was still very tied up religious. It's different mm-hmm. now, which is awesome, but back then I had no one who could explain to me what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I was trying out different practices. I looked into Wicca, magic. I looked into ancient beliefs like the Germans had, and but nothing really felt right for me. Mm-hmm. So I was basically mm-hmm. drifting and searching. I was learning about crystals, and I got more and more and enjoyed working with them, even though I didn't really know what to do. I got my first tarot set. And then when I met my husband and I moved to Canada, I got mm-hmm. introduced to Reiki. And I had no idea what Reiki was, but I was like, okay, so why not give it a try? So I got my first Reiki attunement, and it was a feeling as if I had come home. It was incredible. Reiki was exactly what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, my, I was almost like, within seven years, I was catching up on a lifetime of spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. So what drew you to becoming a trauma coach? Um, my spiritual journey helped me to heal my own trauma 
And I started to understand how trauma works in the body. Because I was working with other Reiki clients from my Reiki practice. I've been studying Reiki for practicing for nine years now. And it just started to make sense. And I understood what needs to change in the body for the trauma to be able to release and to let it go. And the more mm-hmm. I healed, the more I understood it, the more I could look at it subjectively, you know, like from an outside point of view, not from the victim, but from the survivor, from an observer. And that really helped me to understand how trauma works. And at some point I just knew that this is what I'm supposed to do because so many people are stuck in their trauma and cannot let it go because they don't know how. And counselors can't really give them the last bit of help they need to help them to cope, which is very good. Mm -hmm. But to really let it go... You need something a little different. So what is it that helps people let go of trauma from their body that you discovered? Well, first of all, everything that we accumulate is energy. So when we look at it from an Mm -hmm. energy standpoint, it makes it easier to release. It's not that intimidating Mm -hmm. anymore. And also when we're being traumatized, we pull up a protective shield, which is normal. It's the first defense our body has of protection. Mm-hmm. So, but this protection stays, and this protection becomes the self-sabotaging beliefs and everything that we're limiting ourselves because we're afraid to let our protection go out of fear that it could happen again. So basically we have to work through the whole body and releasing our protection so that mm-hmm. we can get that person back out that's buried under all the pain and suffering. Do you think, um, I, I mean, some some people who have sexual abuse are heavy and overweight that and they have their protection in the form of weight, but there are also people who are traumatized that are really thin. I mean, there's all, so it's not always, the protection isn't always in the form of weight. It can be just energy, but like dense energy. Right. For me, it depends I on the gained person. weight after I was raped, so yeah. I get mm-hmm. that the weight is a protection. It's the last hurdle that I'm working through to release mm-hmm. my weight. But, yes, there is a lot of people who don't gain weight. Other people have so much pain that they cut themselves. Mm-hmm. Because by cutting themselves for a while, their pain doesn't feel, their emotional pain doesn't feel as bad as cutting themselves. Other people cut themselves, for example, because they believe that when they drain the blood, they're draining all this pain and uh, suffering out of them. Mm-hmm. As an example. But is that releasing the energy or it stays no. in the body? Yeah, so it's just it's not. back in because it's more pain. Yes. No, it's because not that's not a release. It's not actual pain. It's a distraction. It's an escape from the actual exactly. source of the Yeah. It's just the same so, as if somebody would go into alcoholism or drugs. It's also just yeah. trying to find something that makes them feel better temporarily. But it's not healing the source of the problem. No, it's not. So do you work mainly with sexual assault and rape victims, or do you work all just with regular people who have experienced other types of traumatic things? I work with people with different traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. Even though the story is different, the way trauma works in the body is always the same. 
just a story that's so, different. No matter what the trauma is, it works the same as energy being pent up or, or trapped yes. in a person. Yeah. Huh. So when you think back to your traumatic molestation experience, and I know one of the one of your concepts is that the name of your book, Rise Above Your Story? You have a that's book? the name of my business. My book that I'm still working on is going to be called Journey to Yourself. Oh, Journey to Yourself. Cool. So when you tell your story of what happened to you as a child when you were molested, do you feel like it's not really you in a way, or do you still know that? Like, how do you rise above your story? Well, the thing is, everything that happens to us is part of our story and will remain part of our story. I can still recall every moment of every incident. I can still feel it, but what's important is it doesn't affect me anymore. Mm-hmm. What really all <clears throat> sorry, what keeps us hostage is the emotion that's attached to the memory. Mm-hmm. That's what hurts us because the body remembers every touch. The mind remembers every emotion we felt, and the spirit remembers the violation. Mm-hmm. So it's the whole, everything around us. It's not just our mind, it's body, mind, and spirit. So you have to work through releasing it from all levels. So you can still remember it without it being a traumatizing feeling that you're reliving. Yes. Because you can release the feeling of it. Exactly. Or the energy behind, or the yes. feeling, the energy and the feeling, but you still remember the moment and it really, you know, it's not like you have amnesia and forget everything that happened. You just don't emotionally identify with it as you or, or that interpretation, you change the interpretation. Exactly. Is that the most, impa- what is the most impactful revelation you've had about your approach to trauma healing? About the you know about the best way to heal people from their trauma. Um, the most impactful moment was when I realized that I was holding myself hostage. I did so that to myself. You were holding yourself hostage. Wow! How did you yeah. come to that realization? Well, I've been trying to lose weight, and I was wondering why it kept coming back. Yes, there is the physical yo-yo effect, but. I also noticed a spiritual one because the body is self-healing. So we know that when we cut ourselves, then we get scab, and the scab stays on until the skin underneath is healed. In trauma, it's the same thing. There is a wound that happened in the body, and as long as it's bleeding, the body keeps the protection up. In my case, it was weight gain. So since the wound underneath wasn't healed, the trauma wasn't healed, the weight would just come back because the body was protecting itself. Mm, and I'm going through that, that right now, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through that right now. I keep losing weight and gaining it back. It's driving me nuts. But, yeah, well, right, then so try and figure out why. <laughs> it's not yeah. just a physical reason. So once I realized that, the whole trauma and holding on to it had whole new meaning. All of a sudden, I realized that I was in control. Mm-hmm. I was in control of letting it go. And I was in control of healing myself. The trauma was not keeping me hostage. I did. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest revelation. And So how did that you moment let yourself was, go? 
I mean, how did you let it go and stop keeping yourself hostage? Well, it was a journey, but I started to, yeah, look at myself, at my self-sabotaging behavior, and I started to analyze it. Now, starting to really be critical about how you act and look at the negative things that you do and really try and figure out why. The beginning is not easy. No one likes to look at their own faults. But Mm -hmm. this is the most powerful thing you can do. Because once you notice what you're doing and you're starting to think about why, that's how you release the trauma. Because you start to notice that, okay, I do, I don't know, for example, I'm not going out anymore because I've had so many bad experiences going dancing. Like guys rubbing against you when they're dancing and something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. little things, mm-hmm. but I stopped going out or I stopped taking care of myself because I wanted to make myself invisible so men stopped seeing me. Mm-hmm. Or I always, I don't know, make everybody angry, push everybody away because I can't handle people around. I mean, these are all examples, just examples, but if you start looking mm-hmm. at what you're doing and really looking at it like why, just analyzing it. Mm-hmm. You will receive the answer, and then you can work through that. And once you work through that and you don't have this self-sabotaging behavior anymore, you feel so much better, so much lighter, because you let something go. And the more mm-hmm. you practice this with everything, the easier it gets. Right now, when I notice I'm triggered, I'm just saying, okay, why am I triggered? So I'm starting to analyze right away so that I can work through mm-hmm. the trigger and let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so powerful. So if you were to recommend one thing, I mean, that is one thing people can do, but is there something else that someone who's, let's say someone who's molested and they're holding themselves hostage and they're always processing and healing, but they're not really getting anywhere. They keep kind of being kind of frozen in their in their lives. What would you suggest to them? Get a, <laughs> get a quartz crystal. Get a quartz crystal. Yes. Okay. That's the first thing I tell my clients. I get a quartz crystal. Oh, yeah, I'm wow. sure it's for a pretty good reason. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay, yep. so start, start with a quartz crystal. Get a quartz crystal and sleep with it every night and meditate. Yep. Exactly. Hold and it in then, your hand and just go to sleep. And, and then you can also. Tri- yeah. No, you can also wear it during the day, but I would say sleep with it at night because then you, when the crystal pulls energy out, sometimes we get flashes of memories. When we're sleeping, mm-hmm. that generally doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's easier at night because your conscious mind is out and your subconscious is up and your, con- your subconscious mind says, yes, finally. Here, take it. <laughs> so... Have you heard about the Lemurian, like, lines? That means it's from Lemuria, if you see a quartz crystal like that. I don't know if you've heard of that. or, or someone Yes, told I that. have, but I don't have any at home. But, yeah, I have heard mm-hmm. of them. That's what I have in my bag. <laughs> nice. I'm so excited. Okay, well, that's great. So, listeners, get yourself a quartz crystal. And then also start turning into Sherlock Holmes. When you get triggered, start really, instead of just being triggered, Go really deep. Why am I feeling this way? 
when was the last time I felt this way before right now? And you'll probably be guided back to some childhood wound that you're reliving or that's being triggered or some unconscious belief that you have about yourself. And um, the goal would be not to blame it on the person who's triggering you, (laughs) which is very... No, because it's never the person. Right. It's such human nature to do that. This guy is such an asshole. He did that. (laughs) Or this person... Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Nothing, inshallah. But you're not supposed to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> blame it on the person and make a reason why it's them because it is something within you if you're triggered, definitely. Exactly. And that, and then and you can really get to the more triggered or more upset or irritated you are, you can get to the real, real source of the problem. So what um, if someone wanted to do, you know, some coaching, trauma healing coaching with you, mm-hmm. what would it be like to work with you? Can you walk me through like a, a session of your program? Sure. Well, at the beginning, we would have a free consultation together mm-hmm. so we can get to know one another and see if we feel comfortable working with each other. Mm-hmm. And they would get a questionnaire that I created mm-hmm. to, that's really, yeah, it can be a little intense because they have to go through all the emotions, the negative emotions they feel and what trauma they experienced and different experiences with different people, so they have to really go within themselves and do some soul-searching. But it's important to create the best program mm. for my client. And then when I so work with the client... So you take these really intense questions, and this is before they start working with you, or that would be the first session, they get a questionnaire? No, they get a question questionnaire before the free consultation. Oh, So that wow. was the free so consultation. Really... Yes, we can already work at what they need to release and what they want Mm -hmm. to work on, what they're ready to work on. I mean, just because someone wants to release all their trauma doesn't mean they're ready for everything. Right. Baby steps, baby steps. It is still a journey. Mm -hmm. And then our sessions, depending on how well the person can, one-hour sessions, because otherwise it gets too emotional and that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. So, and other times it's 90 minutes or two hours. Yeah. Work on the self-sabotaging beliefs and the triggers. And I ask my clients to journal, to really let it out. And What's then we work the through coaching. Of, like a self-sabotaging belief that, say, you had that you realized and were able to fully release. <sighs> I'm not good enough. I yeah. don't amount to anything. I'm no one really wants me. I'm only good for one thing because sexual assault just happened too often in my twenties. And mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah. So you were able to get that that belief you're not good enough, you'll never amount to anything out of your your body and, and belief system? <laughs> I'm a trauma coach and I'm on the radio. I yeah. I don't think I would do that if I would still believe I wasn't good enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, has been a, it has been a tough one, but mm-hmm. we have to go, up, well, step over our comfort zone and really right. do the things that scare us. And yeah. that is a big help in releasing the negative beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I work with my clients through the self-sabotaging beliefs and the triggers and start, yeah, peeling off the layers of an artichoke 
as a friend of mine called it. She said, calling it layers of an onion, no, onions stink. They take artichokes. <laughs> so layers of an artichoke and mm-hmm. layer by layer. So we're starting to release, starting to process of healing. And at some point, my clients feel comfortable enough doing it themselves. So basically mm-hmm. I get them on the path to healing and show them how they release their layers. We work on the toughest ones. And the rest is, yeah, almost peanuts compared to the beginning. Mm-hmm. How do you get? How do you get them to start with the toughest one? How do you even identify what that is? Well, they tell me. It's through the coaching mm-hmm. when we talk right. about it, and a lot of times people who come to me talk about their story for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And then through how we're talking about their story, that's how I can identify, okay, this is a major trigger point. And then we start working on this. And then mm-hmm. the next time we start working on another trigger point. So we're basically mm-hmm. shaking them loose. And then they have about a week to start and release them through writing or meditation, if they like. And then we keep working on it. It's really, it's mm-hmm. it depends on the my client, every client is different. I don't have a one size fits all program. Right. So you don't so you kind of you don't have a set length of time. You just do work with the person until they're really complete with their yes. releasing. Yeah, great. So what is the best way for a client to get in touch with you? Well the if easiest they'd way, like a question. Well the easiest way to get in touch with me is through my website. It's Mm-hmm. Under the same name, I'm on Facebook, Rise Above Your Story. I also okay. have a private Facebook group, also called Rise Above Your Story, where people can join. And it's going, it's well, it's pretty small at this point, but it's going to be a safe haven for people where they can talk about just to help mm-hmm. them through. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just look for Rise Above Your Story on Facebook on my website and... Send me a message. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Well, we have uh, we are going to be taking calls for either questions for you or if they want a live mini angel reading <clears throat> mm-hmm. from me in a few minutes. But first, I have a little few announcements. So, listen to International Angels Network six days a week, where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and much more. Archived podcasts on iTunes, Pinterest, Potable, Player FM, Castbox, Podtail, Pod Pod Chaser, Stitcher, Google Play, and now on iHeartRadio. Our online radio network has also started a membership program to help spiritual entrepreneurs to expand their business. International Angels Network offers ongoing support, coaching, and mentoring for all spiritual entrepreneurs worldwide for the low price of starting at just $20 per month. You can learn more or register at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash membership. I am Shishi O'Donnell, and I love empowering people through my one-on-one divine life coaching program. And I also love helping keep their angels and guides and to get peace of mind through my angel readings. For information on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit my website, divineguidancereadings, with an S, dot com, 
Or you can follow or friend me on social media. I'm Shishi O'Donnell with a hyphen, S-H-E hyphen S-H-E O'Donnell, on Facebook or Angel Shishi on Instagram. All of our shows are also now on YouTube Live. So please go to YouTube, search International Angels Network, and make sure to subscribe. You can just tap or click the bell icon, and then you'll get notifications that we're live on the air. And for every 100th subscriber who go, uh, basically subscribes, you'll be entered into a drawing for free gifts. So give us a ring at 516-453-9162 and make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or Sandra um, or call in with questions or anything like that. So we have Leslie from New York on the line. Leslie, are you there? I'm here, ladies. Hello. How are you today? Good. How are you, Leslie? I'm <laughs> good. So what? What can we help you with today, love? Uh, yes. Okay. So I just wanted to ask you, do you see me sending my, not because I'm coming into a lawsuit. Uh, hopefully everything gets settled. But what I would love to do is send one of my uh, nieces to a private school. Do you see that mm-hmm. happening? So the question is, do I see you sending your one of your nieces to a private school or about yes. the lawsuit? Well, if you um, about both, but she's you know the, the private school wouldn't happen until like three years down the line. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let's answer the private school one, and I do feel that's definitely in the cards for her. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Reward yourself. You've been giving giving a lot of yourself lately. And it's time for you to receive. So your angels want you to, um, <laughs> I know you're a giver, obviously, and look at you even planning to give your niece, you know, her education. But your angels yeah. said the balance of giving and receiving is essential to keeping okay. your energy, mood, and motivation at a consistently high level. Um, okay. Regarding the lawsuit, so um, do you how do you treat yourself well or are you kind of like, Frugal with yourself, but generous with others. Oh, my goodness. You know what? You are so right. I've been yeah. a little generous to others lately, but I'm going to stop. And I've yeah. been frugal with myself. You are right. Well, I don't. it's not that you have to stop totally being generous with others, but there's no reason why others are more valuable than you. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. So it's. Yes. Basically, the angels want you to know you're valuable, your needs and wants are important, and that okay. um, if you want to have this, the, the abundance from this lawsuit, yes. um, it's very important that you have high value for yourself. Does that make sense? Okay. I have so it, yes. So it's not ma'am. just about, it's sort of like, this is what they're showing me. That you want to you want to justify the fact that you can get the money from the lawsuit because see you're going to be generous and help others, right? Mm-hmm. There's something yes. in you that that feels that. They're saying let go. That's the first card I pulled on the lawsuit. Um, and it says within the next few weeks something's going to happen with that. So just okay. surrendering and letting the angels. We're going to put that whole lawsuit into the hands of the angels, but they want to reassure you. That you don't have to promise that you're, you're generous, anyways. But you don't have to justify that you're going that you deserve that money because you're going to only give it to others. That you deserve mm, to treat yourself yes. better. 
and get yes. the royal treatment yourself. And okay. as you treat yourself, you will continue to magnetize more um, money coming in. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes 1,000% sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your call. Did you have any questions? Did you hear the conversation with Sandra at all about trauma? Yes, I did. I did you have, have any questions on the topic? or? Well, not necessarily, but um, I had experienced some trauma in my life, and um, it's like it, it would happen when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. it, if you don't let it go or get help for the trauma, it can carry into your adult life. Okay. Was so it carrying into your adult life? It carried into my adult life until I explained everything to the psychiatrist. Took uh, uh, take her advice, okay. and I just cut <laughs> cut a lot of things, people out of my life. A lot of your life, did you feel you really got to the source of the trauma? Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, but I had to accept it. You know, it just it hindered a, a, a things in my social life and my personal life, and it just is is I didn't know that it, it it I didn't know that the trauma had affected me socially. You had a what? I'm and sorry. I said I didn't know that the trauma had affected me socially and along with my um along with my personal life and relationships. Mm-hmm. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, you didn't know how it affected it you. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. I really didn't know that until I got mm-hmm. a lot of the uh of, of so I never really talked to anyone about it. I kind of buried it. But um once I opened up to it and I explained everything to the psychiatrist, it just it opened a new world for me, things that I hadn't thought or never thought about. You know, um, that's why I guess I treated myself very just low and kind of treat other people high about, you know, mm-hmm. above me. But it all came from, it all stems from it my childhood, the way that I was raised. That, yeah, exactly. That you're not, yeah. Worth, you're not worth as much as other people or you have to justify your worth by giving to others. And your yes. angels want you to know you're very precious, very valuable, and you don't have to justify your worth. You're receiving good money, opportunities, love in your life, exactly yes. as you are. Yes. So thank you so much for your call, Leslie, thank and you. best of luck. And just surrender like that lawsuit and know the angels are going to help you with that. That's what I feel. Okay. Awesome. Thank you and for your call, love. follow up with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Are you there? Oh, hi. Uh, hi, hi, Donna. Hi. hi. I have a question for both of you. <laughs> um, okay, great. I, I'd like to know about my, you know, I was in my meditation, which I do every morning for a half hour, and myself, and, and the message that came in is it's coming soon. So I've been asking for two things in my life, and I, I just know for sure that it's coming because my intuition, I mean, I just felt it all encompass my entire body and tell me that it was coming mm-hmm. soon, and then, it, then again I heard it. So I wanted to know if mm-hmm. uh, relationships coming in for me or I, I, mm-hmm. I asked for a couple of things. But. Well, you're definitely hearing it, and you're definitely sensitive. i got ear chakras, notice messages that appear as sounds, music, and words, both from external sources and within your mind. Oh. These messages are real answers to your prayers. And also emotional sensitivity, honor and respect your deep sensitivity as it is a gift to us all. So you are psychic, you are sensitive, you are connected, you are connected mm-hmm. to the other side, you're hearing messages that is correct. 
Um, have you had any traumas that you were oh, I've had successful too many at releasing? Yeah. Well, I'm 64 now, and um, my whole life, um, a lot of emotional abuse from father. And then um, I had two rapes, 18 and 30. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, just, uh, yeah, experience. I had psychotic, I had a couple psychotic breaks in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been, I've been good now for 10 years, but I think it was just too much. So I went through, um, I started the meditation. That's helped tremendously. But then also I walk the beach barefoot in the water every day, mm-hmm. unless it mm-hmm. doesn't rain. And um, I do that. And then I sing in my car to God. I sing to God. So I have that high vibration. Oh, so beautiful. Well, um, Sandra, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm thinking you maybe. I feel like um, that um, Donna might have some past traumas still trapped in her frequency that are that have been up until now preventing her from having love, romantic love in her life. And even though she's healing, hearing, and feeling, it's coming soon. Um, she has experienced some of the things that you have. Maybe you have some mm-hmm. coaching you could give her. Okay. Um. <laughs> so when no, you see I your med- I oh, go on, Sandra. What? No? <laughs> Thank you. When you're um, meditating, uh-huh. um, how do you normally do that? I mean, with music, or well, I, do you use sounds no. yourself? No, I just go in my quiet bedroom. I sit in a chair, and I follow my breath. And then the thoughts come up, and I go back to my breath. And then, then I'll say my prayers to God, and then I'll sit in absolute silence without following my breath. Yeah, to just get okay. that real, yeah, peacefulness-like. Okay, so here's a visualization you could try. Okay. It's one in three parts. First of all, if you visualize that you are meeting your future self. The future self who has found love, who is happy, who is cherished. And you see what message she has for you. Okay? Next time you meditate. Mm -hmm. And see what comes through. And then I would like you to visualize how you're going to your past self, the two of those who got raped, and take both of them by the hand and let them meet your future self. Because okay. those parts of you, the younger ones of you, they are still hurting. They are still in the trauma. It's like time travel. The younger parts of you are still there stuck in that trauma. And if you show the younger selves of you, younger versions of you, how the future will look like, this will help you with starting the healing process tremendously. Oh, okay. And you can yeah, easily do that through meditation. So basically, you yourself become the observer. You go back to mm-hmm. that moment, to your past self, and say, here, come on. I'll let you, come on, let's meet someone. And you go to your future self, the one that has the love, the one that is happy, the one that has released everything. And then you show your past self how beautiful the future is going to be. And you can envision it. You can really feel it, taste it, as if you're really in your future. And if you do this through meditation several times, 
you will feel how you start to feel lighter, feel better, and start to release your yeah negative beliefs. Mm. So, so Donna, when when, when, oh, when you've been doing the me- meditation and you said you got the message, it's com- was the message it's coming soon? Is that the message? Yes, yes. I mean, okay. I was praying to God. It was happened during. I was praying to God, and then when I was I was just sitting there in the silence, it came to me, and I it completely filled myself up with love, and I was very so peaceful. You, that's beautiful. So you feel love, but can you imagine? you know, what it is that God is talking about, the it that's coming as a romantic relationship, or what is it that you really want, like she's saying? Is there something in mind that you can imagine, that future self yeah. like she's describing? So you can imagine, is it, is it a love? Is it, what is it that you're wanting to create? Want well, I'd like, to meet, I'd like to meet a, a fellow, you know, I'm older, I'm 64, um, mm-hmm. that we can travel together and have great, I think more than anything, great companionship, great friendship, you know. Mm-hmm. Not like when I was younger. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, well, um, yeah, just, yeah, and have a lot of fun. I, I used to do a lot of traveling when I was younger. I traveled to different countries. I lived with Indian tribes. I mean, I was very adventurous. Wow. And I have traveled, and I have traveled by myself, but it's not... Um, I don't know. It's not the same as when you're in your 20s or 30s when you're 60 traveling. It's a much right. different when you're alone traveling. So I'd rather right. be with someone where do you, traveling. Where do you live in California? Santa Barbara. Oh, one of the coolest places ever. Wow. Yeah, it's beautiful so, here. It's such yeah. a beautiful place. Okay, so and and are you going out with different people to you know so you're available to be seen? And meet yeah, new people? Yes. And You're going? Yeah. You know, okay. I'm working a little bit. I take care of a blind man. I'm doing that part-time for a little while while his uh, girlfriend uh, is uh, traveling down the Amazon and um, mm-hmm. doing that. And then I have another lady I'm going to be working for a little bit part-time. And um, I'm taking classes. Everybody's 60 and above. Like one is about uh, learning about Kipling, the author. And another one we're going to write about our life going to a home, and once a week we're going to write about our lives. And, yeah, just uh, different classes. And in the gym, I started a program, um, circuit uh, training, you know, like uh, aerobic-like training, but you do the machines and all that, and I'm swimming. And so, so, yeah, hey. I think, so you're I think out so. and about, yeah, and you're, you're participating very actively in life, it sounds like. How about meetup groups? Yeah. Do you ever go to that, maybe a spiritual uh-huh. meetup group? Have you yeah, gone I to do some? the meditation? Uh huh. I was one tonight, oh, but cool. I decided not to go. But I didn't go. But it was okay. uh, well, forty-five minutes. All right. Minutes. So you're you're doing everything you're guided to do. So I'm going to concur. I mean, I definitely feel it's coming soon, and we're seeing that okay. for you. And I would just keep up the faith-filled meditating and the singing. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful that you just sing to God. That's really high vibrational. Just singing to God. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to magnetize yeah. a very high vibrational partner with that if you can continue that. Um, yeah, yeah, that frequency will magnetize someone else who's full of faith and you know joy. It's so beautiful. So yes, give us a follow up when you meet him, <laughs> and whatever okay. when whatever everything else that's coming comes, we want to hear about it. And thank you so much for All your call. Right, yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So. Um, 
so trauma, let's think about, so I would love to, um, maybe we can deal with one of my past traumas since I'm one of those people that's having trouble losing weight and keeps getting it back. And obviously I'm not dealing with the main source of the freaking trauma. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm thinking of when I was, like, I don't even have any good molestation stories proper. Like, it's not like I actually remember being molested. I just have a traumatic memory when mm-hmm. I was four years old that I, I, my dad's from Ireland, and we went to Ireland a lot when I was little. And I had an uncle who was an alcoholic, and I was peeking in his bedroom door. I guess I was like three or four. I think I was four, four years old. And he and he was naked, and I saw him naked, and he came running to the door, and he had, like, alcohol in his breath, and he pointed on my breastbone, and he said, you're a very naughty, naughty little girl. You're a very naughty girl. But I don't remember if he molested me or not, but I, I, I remember feel, feeling bad and guilty, like, just in life. I mean, I think that has been a core issue, you know, even though I'm an earth angel. I often felt I'm bad. I'm very naughty. <laughs> like, I had that... <laughs> kind of thing as a, a programming. You know, I think it was yeah. a programming, you know? And mm-hmm. I've tried to believe and remember I'm innocent and all that stuff. But, I mean, that someone told me one time that if you feel guilty or bad, you will keep weight on as a punishment, like a form of self-punishment. And there was something mm-hmm. in that that I was like, huh, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, if it is, I would really like to not have that be the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe you can help me with a clue. Well, Are you getting any help well, well, for one thing, I mean, children are very impressionable. So when mm-hmm. you were peeking in that bedroom door, you, basically your uncle told you what looking was a bad thing, looking in other people's rooms. So, mm-hmm. And as a child, you weren't so impressionable. You took it on as, I'm a horrible person for looking in his room and seeing him naked, even though that was not your fault at all. Why was right. he naked and why was the door open? Right. You know, I mean, yeah. it was his fault, if at all, and not yours. Mm-hmm. So I would say the same thing that I told our previous caller. Was it Donna? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go and meet your younger self, the four-year-old child, as the adult you are today, mm-hmm. and let her know that she is not naughty. She did nothing wrong. Mm. And not to take it on, because... When we go back, it's like we're sending Reiki in the past mm-hmm. to heal something that needed healing so that it's going to be healed in the present up to the future. It's mm-hmm. the same way with the visualization. You go back to meet your younger self and tell her it wasn't your fault, you're not naughty, mm-hmm. and start the healing process of your inner child like this. This visualization sounds very easy, but it's so powerful. Yeah, because you're, because past, you're actually present, healing you're happening at once. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yesterday I was at a um, uh, a Body, Mind, Spirit Expo at L.A. It's called New Earth Expo. And when I first moved to L.A., I was listening to Coast to Coast Radio a lot. Have you heard of that? I don't know if they have that. In no. Or if it's popular. But George Nuri was one of the main hosts on that. But they often had a guest named Hollis Durand, and she was a, she's a psychic medium, and she was always on. I, I really admired her, and that was like 2001, 2002. Anyway, she randomly was at this event, and she was giving a talk. So 
so even though I was at a booth uh, and I was working, I took an hour off to go to this talk. And so I was sitting, and it was a, a group of about 20 people, and she was doing media, you know, platform mediumship. It was really interesting. So she was going around um, just pointing at people. I see a little black and white dog, and they're like, oh, my dog drowned in a pool. Yeah, I'm seeing, you know, and it was all like readings for every single person about, you know, basically animals or grandparents or, you know, family members who mm-hmm. passed away. And then I was so hoping she would talk to me, and I thought I was going to hear about my sister Maureen who had passed away. But she turned and looked at me, and she said, you have so many angels around you. You have like an angel sitting on your shoulder and you totally communicate with the angels. It was just so cool to be like, (laughs) to be seen and to be in this like circle like that. And she saw these past lives. She said that um, she saw me as an Oracle in um, the Oracle of Delphi and that I was killed for saying about a wrong answer. And she saw a number of past lives where I was killed. And she said, I think part of why you're afraid of really going for it with your metaphysical gifts in this life, which, you know, I am doing the host on the International Angels Network, but I have a huge Catholic family. So mm-hmm. I can't say I'm fully out of the closet yet. I'm still kind of hiding out in some way. And then um, she said, I see that you're very, you're out of your body a lot, which is what I feel like I am flying out of my body. I'm not in my body. And then she mm-hmm. saw like other past lives in where I was burned at the stake and that I was hung, you know, all for speaking out about metaphysical topics. And I was just like, wow, it all kind of resonated. And she said that I need to ground myself fully into my body. And I don't know how much of my, like, I don't know. I have I don't feel totally at home in my body. And that's why I'm always struggling with weight issues. And some of it might be trauma in this life or some of it's past life trauma. I'm not sure. Do you ever work with people who have had a trauma, like, say, let's say I really was burned as a witch? <laughs> can you can we go back in that lifetime and uh, release that trauma? Well, I do have some healing that's for the Akashic Records. It's called soul realignment. Mm-hmm. And this is basically a reading that I create for the client. And... First of all, it gives you tons of information about your soul, where it came from, what divine gifts it brings into your life, what characteristics, what, what your life lesson is for this lifetime. But it also looks at past lives where something extremely traumatic happened that left an imprint on your soul. And yeah. those past lives that come up are the past lives that your soul is ready to release. Hmm. And Good. Then, well, let's take it that all those lives have been coming up, and I want to release them all. <laughs> Well, your soul I, doesn't you know, work like that. <laughs> I know. It's Unfortunately. Like, oh, uh, what do you mean you have to do it one at a time with, like, a long process? No, usually it's, it's about... Yeah, well, usually it's about three past lifetimes that come up. Rarely mm-hmm. is it four, where your soul says, I'm ready to let this go. And usually there were attachments to it, like spells, curses, bindings, or negative mm-hmm. karma you're not supposed to have, and... All that, what your soul is ready to release, is going mm-hmm. to be cleared. So with the reading, you're not only going to get all the information of stuff that comes up, it will also be erased from your Akashic Records. And erased I absolutely, from the Akashic Records? Wow. Yeah, so whatever happened in your past lives and your soul is ready to let go of will be taken out of your records that it's not there anymore. It's not affecting you anymore. And I really oh, love this reading. It's 
amazing. I mean, I really want to just lose weight, honestly. It's like I, I just really feel like I've done so much work, inner work on myself with traumas. I, and if it is a pa- another Akashic Records lady who was a guest on the show, her name's Barb Schiffman, told me she saw two past lives where I starved to death. <laughs> so part of this might be my this life. I still have that trauma imprinted on myself or on my soul, like you're saying. And mm-hmm. I'm like decided I'm never going to die again from starvation. So I'll make sure I do not lose weight, or at least you know. Yes, that's it. very it's possible. Up. It's very possible. So I have to. The soul has to be the part that decides which three lives, and uh, and it wouldn't be more than that. And then it, they could actually be strict, stricken from the record, as you said. Yes, whatever <laughs> so your soul is not- ready to release. Yeah, because we are sovereign co-creators with God, and we don't have to. It's talk about rising above your story, not only in mm-hmm. this incarnation but other incarnations. It's all stories. It's all avatars. It's not who we really are. Our soul is eternal, limitless, and free, and powerful. And so we have played these, you know, interactive video game called Life on Earth many, 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 many times. Many of us. And there's no reason why we can't just go back and deprogram that from the big mainframe computer of the Akashic Records and say, that never happened. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> that life where I got burned as a witch <laughs> never happened. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Because the soul is, I mean, the soul goes, reincarnates over and over again because it wants to experience every aspect there is about living, the good and the bad. Well, I would like to have a good talking to to my soul and find out why we had so much fascination with um, the bad that I would have to be burned at the stake as a witch because I highly would not. I can't imagine why my soul would choose that. Obviously it did, but (laughs) if that's the case. Um, But isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's about playing all these different roles, and we do it for a reason. So I'm second-guessing it from the very small vantage point of my own limited human understanding in this incarnation. Obviously everything happened for a reason. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Well, I would assume, I mean, I can't be 100% sure, but I would assume that there was a lesson in each of these lifetimes and you haven't learned that lesson yet. Hmm. So I would try and start thinking about what the lesson could be, not being killed, burned at a stake, but no, the life, the life itself. Because you mm-hmm. seem to relive kind of like the same type of life where you're either a medium or you're an oracle or mm-hmm. now you work with angels so in essence it's the same thing right so the question is just what are you what is your soul missing what is your soul not learning or what aren't you learning mm-hmm. that may be the question yeah well that is a good question because I feel like I'm here to be of service but I haven't really stepped 100% fully fearlessly into my path, I feel. I'm still protecting myself. I still share things on Facebook and block a lot of my religious relatives. I, I feel fear of judgment, fear of being misunderstood. <laughs> and I want to feel free of that, you know, but it's still there. That, that's got to be this, a similar lesson. It's just on a much yeah. less, smaller scale, you know, than where you're well, actually maybe that was, yep, Maybe that was exactly the lesson, let go and trust. Okay, good. She's life entire life problems are solved in one session with Sandra. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. <laughs> so I'll probably lose 20 pounds this week, and I'll call you back and be like, it works. <laughs> good luck no, with that. 
let go and trust. <laughs> no, let go and trust. That's a good one. We really don't have too much other choices to do. It's so it's so painful to resist, isn't it? Resistance is futile. Yeah, yes, that's trying to be in control. Yeah, we have to all get to that place of really surrender, trust, following divine guidance, and letting go. And so when you talked about trauma being protection, if you're trusting, you don't need protection because you trust that all is well. And you don't fear because you feel safe, right? Right. Cool. So once again, if anyone wants to get in touch with beautiful Sandra, what is the best way to reach you? Well, the best way to reach me is either um, through my website, www.riseaboveyourstory.com. Or through mm-hmm. Facebook under the same name, Rise Above Your Story. Rise Above Your Story. Sandra, thank you so much for being a guest, and thank you to everyone who listened in this evening. And have a wonderful, blessed week, and we'll see you next Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, love. You're welcome. <laughs>